Welcome to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Bizdira, Kit, and Flick. Last week, the party returned to Sylphson on purpose, of their own accord. (laughs) Surprising no one, they weren't exactly welcomed into the city with open arms. After a very tense parley, a tentative agreement was reached. The Yuan-Ti of Silfson have agreed to participate in the coming war, but in exchange, they will no longer send their people to join the ranks of the Guardians. The party's Guardian companions didn't seem too thrilled with that arrangement, but our adventurers know that they'll need all hands on deck when the Beast returns in 14 months. What is next on the party's Western Island to-do list? Will their next reception be somewhat less chilly? Or are the orcs just going to try to murder them on sight? Let's find out. Hey, y'all. Mm, hi. <laughs> hey. I don't I Hello. don't have no desire to go back there ever again. I, I well, wanted... It wouldn't even be going back there. You all have never even been to the orc city. Yeah. Oh, the or you well, which yes. is fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did you mean to Silfson? I was I was stuck on Silfson. I was like, oh, I, I mostly because well, obviously that's what this you is... all said last time. Well, we well, situation circumstances change. You know, yeah, we, we have to alter plans. Precisely. Yeah, I guess so. It's I love it. Betterment of the worlds. You know, mm-hmm. you gotta mm-hmm. make sacrifices sometimes. Not like we enjoyed yeah. it. <laughs> Not like we wanted to go. <laughs> yeah. Well. Neither did they, so I guess everyone's on the same page. (laughs) How we doing? How are we all? It's been a little bit this time in between episodes for us, so we can actually have a fresh banter section. Good. I'm trying to think if there's anything new that I've watched. Not really. I think I saw you posting some Love is Blind content on your phone. 1,000% I was. Yes, Love is Blind. (laughs) I'm not finished with the new season, but uh, all of those people, I don't really know what's going on. None of them should do this <laughs> you know what it, you know what it is i think this season they i think they're hyper aware that they know that if they get engaged they're going to be on the show because you know how they start out with like 20 25 contestants and then they know mm-hmm. if they are in some sort of situation that looks like they could maybe be proposed to or perhaps proposed to someone they you know I, I don't know. They last a little bit longer in the show. I, that's what I feel I'm seeing this season a lot. I don't know. Yeah, agreed. As much as I love talking about this reality show that melts my brain a little bit, um, it's a great <laughs> it's a great segue because uh, I do think there's some Love is Blind topically related news that I mean, we have to share. It's not really blind in this instance. Let's call it love related. <laughs> yeah, love-related. there is love related news. Yeah, I got married. Yay! got married. Whatever. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, yes. it was a beautiful ceremony. We uh, we are very very uh, happy for you. Uh, yes. The rest of us yes. got to got to attend uh, virtually, virtually and watch the ceremony, and it was beautiful and lovely. And congratulations! Thank you. It's all yeah. the things that all the you know weddings nowadays live stream Zoom. Yeah, whatever. the live stream wedding small things but the nice thing is is that i got to see our very own bria in person for the first time since i think august last year it's so funny i was watching the i was watching the live stream and i was like wait is that taryn that yeah. that's taryn and i didn't it's funny that i didn't even expect her to <laughs> yes. be there but of course she would be there like <laughs> I thought she would be yeah. there 
I, I mean, I said this to her. I was like, I honestly didn't even know up until like the week before if they yeah. were going to make oh, it. Because, you know, glad they small were humans to. that need a lot of attention mm-hmm. right yeah. out of the womb. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, she was gracious enough to say, yeah, me neither. <laughs> oh. Fair enough. Um, Fair enough. But she was she was able to get a, a good friend of hers just moved to San Diego. So they were able to babysit. And so I haven't met the new additions, but um, I believe I will next week. But it was was great to see her. And and the hubs as well. Yeah. Well, congratulations. It was lovely. And I know our listeners are also shouting their congratulations (laughs) at their car radios and headphones and iPhones. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine them in like a library with headphones on being like, woo! <laughs> no oh my god! Deal. I'm so sorry. Shh, I'm so sorry. I'm so yes. Sorry. <laughs> um, I, I, someone that I've never met got married, and I was excited yeah, about. Yeah, it. I was I very excited. <laughs> it was a. It was a big. It was a big thing <laughs> for but... someone I don't actually know. Uh, <laughs> Shall we explore the relationships here on the Western Island? And Ooh. now we go into the game. <laughs> Look at that segue. That was a good one. I'll allow it. Here we go. That was a good one, <laughs> wasn't it? Right. It was all right. It was all right. Here we go. So you all have just left the <laughs> the city of Simpson. You're still laughing at this good segue, aren't you? No, no, no. I'm laughing at the fact that I never thought I would say that sentence again, and yet here we are. Yeah. Um, so you all have left the city of Zilson. You have extracted from them uh, an agreement that they will participate uh, in in sort of whatever way ends up making the most sense uh, in the defense of this island, in the assault on the beast, in, in whatever ways they can, in exchange for no longer being a part of the organization of the Guardians. So what's next? I mean, you're, for what it's worth, your Guardian companions who are with you I mentioned in the introduction, are not super pleased about the arrangement, but they also, like, they are practical, they are smart, and they also know who you three are, so they're not going to argue with you about it. It just sort of is what it is, so you all are free to to move on to whatever next steps are. Well, I feel like we should all take a moment outside of the city gates of Silson to maybe just take a deep breath. Mainly, I'm talking, well, I say everybody, it's Flick. Flick is taking a deep breath. That was very stressful. No. Uh, and perhaps do we need, uh, like, maybe just, like, a calming circle? Do we need, like, a, a song of rest okay. maybe for about 10, so, 10 minutes or so? So while I'm living for this, uh, understand that Bazira has gone at least, like, a good 300 feet away from the city of Silson because she knows that they have magic items and they don't like us. So she wants to get out of any ranged anything. <laughs> Because you know she's going to fight if someone tries to, like, shoot an arrow in her back. So she's going to get out of the way (laughs) before any of this calming stuff is going to happen. So Flick turns around and suggests the karmic calming circle. And, you know, everyone responds how they respond. And what about you, Bizdi? Oh, you're gone. (laughs) You could just see her up ahead be like, I'm here, guys. Yeah, a little dust trail and then you 300 (laughs) feet away waving. (laughs) But could you imagine we spend too much time, like, near the city gates just outside, and all of a sudden you hear, like, some voice from up top of the wall be like, go away, and then, like, pew, 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 like, just, like, arrows <laughs> raining down, like... <laughs> That's so generous, thinking that they would call go away I know, and right. not just start shooting. Do you, do you honestly think that arrows sound pew, 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 pew? I don't know. I was also <laughs> like, thinking magic. Maybe there's some don't. sort of like magic missile. I don't know. Something. I That is how I, I imagine magic guns, missile, though. I don't pew, know. Pew, pew, pew. 
I wonder if the listeners can sense that we don't know what we're going to do next. No clue. <laughs> I mean, I would have had no idea. Well, okay. So what it's for what it's worth, we have we have on a couple of occasions so far this season, we've sort of listed out the things that we want to do, and at least on my list that I am trying trying to keep track of uh, along with you all, um, in terms of things left to talk about and folks left to talk to, uh, the two things left on the list are the orcs. And then uh, figuring out some stuff, I believe, for Varn and company to work on. Arx is working on potions, uh, but Varn and Tulip had different skills that you all hadn't really capitalized on up to this point. How long has it been since Kit cast her scrying? A few days. I think that was yesterday, so she has not yet used used scrying today. Okay, well, it's not more. It's not so much as a matter of like I think she should use it. I mean, she can if she wants to. She's her own independent woman. She can do what she wants. But um, it's more the I'm just trying to keep track of time of like how much time we have before we need to get to the eastern island to ambush the sister. Gotcha. So based on the timeline that you presented, saying that you wanted to try and be there in advance of her, mm-hmm. uh, I think you probably. I mean, you know, I think you all have your own ideas about how much in advance is safely in advance, but. Uh, you know, they're just like, let's go now, right now. Yeah, exactly, right, right. right. So you have uh, between 30 seconds and probably two or three days to to easily be there, you know, with time. So I was I was just going to say, I think I, I personally have a good sense of the tasks that I think that we should leave for folks to accomplish on this island, whether we have to be the people to, you know manage that or if we can give it to the guardians and hawks and da 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 it is a separate sure. question but i think so as you said arx is doing healing potions i think people who are inclined to help him if we can get a stockpile of that that's great um if varn and tulip work on uh creating plans and then actually making siege weapons i think that would be helpful and you know people Ooh. could help with that i think we've got drinks training an army for the end game and then this was the thing that I think that I wrote down. I don't think I've said this to anyone, so <laughs> please feel free to disagree. But I think every every word that you just spoke is a DM's dream. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Well, I think we can give a task to Hawks too, which is maybe to have her work on some like deeper prophecy interpretation, along with maybe researching military strategy, so that we can actually have a plan for the battle based on something other than our intuition i that's interesting like that. i also was thinking when you were saying that that we should task brita with figuring out with uza how, um, no no because no, remember can't uza do that. said oh, no brita. That's right, that's right, yeah that's, that's right. i that's i had that in my notes i was actually going to talk about that because we haven't really talked about that we, moment yeah, we haven't really i know talked about that. together uh well remind the remind the listener because i don't think that i think it's been a few episodes yeah it was, I mean, we've been to Silson since then. basically said anyone but Brita. She did not yeah. want to she converse with Brita. Brita. So maybe we split the research between Brita yeah. and Hawks and ask Hawks to go down and talk to Uza about creating some sort of uh, warning system for the well, elemental attacks. Well, I think that we already have someone like hanging out we have okay. so we have a like system going of people who are hanging out with the Uza to mm-hmm. warn people i think the piece that we haven't figured out yet is how do we how do we warn. pass that message along to the kobolds to the yuan mm-hmm. to the orcs how do how do we spread the message especially because i 
I mean, unless one of the like some of the guardians have sending, I don't know how we. I don't know what the warning system is for like spreading the word. Yeah, they don't because they're gonna ha- and we know that because they're gonna have to rely on the sending stone that the Yuan T gave them mm-hmm. to interface with Silfson, so they must not have access to that on their own. Okay. So since I seem to be always on a Lord of the Rings kick, what about some sort of like beacons? Like build beacons along well, the way. The thing about that is fire. it's fire. <laughs> Cause I thought about that That's too. The tough part. Yeah. I was thinking about some sort of, um, and it's interesting that, uh, I mean, Flick being a bard, maybe this is actually appropriate. Maybe we can develop some sort of, like, large horn instrument or something um, that can signal, all, like, everyone within a certain mile radius or something. Big, big, big. big like things. And then big maybe sort of conch shell up, type. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. thinking. And maybe we develop some sort of signal system, some auditory signal system, like different pitches or something. If some if the if the fire is a you know acting up or if it's the water or you know whatever I don't know what whatever those attacks entail. Is there Morse code in this world? <laughs> we can develop it. <laughs> I, yeah, I think you're about to invent it because I I can't imagine why. <laughs> or if it's like chimes, like one is a certain thing, two horns is another, you know that kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Great. Yeah, I think that's a fun idea. All right, so that's a pretty solid to do list and a pretty manageable one. Um, where do we want to, are we dividing and conquering? Do we want to go somewhere first? Do we want to ask other people? Are we delegating? What's the, what's the like action, first action item that we're going to? Well, where do we need to go? Where do we need to travel? Back to the Arcanium, right? I think so. Or to the tunnels. Well, it sounds like you want to talk to at least Hawks and Brita and they're not yeah. with you. They're... And the Arcanium is closer to where you are now than the tunnels. Okay. So. Yeah. And we should also pull Hawks aside at some point and tell her about the warning from Uza. We should. We need to ask, yeah, about that. I, I just yeah. am confused as to why it's just Brita, not Hawks, or if Brita said something. I don't know. We just need to figure out more about that. I mean, yeah, I think we, I don't know. Uh, this is pure speculation, but I think like the obvious like thought is like, oh no, she's going to betray us. She knew, she knows something, like, right? Yeah, I'm also like, I don't know. Maybe Uza sees that she's gonna have a heart attack and she's gonna die, which is also very sad. Oh, but sad. I'm like, I'm like, maybe, maybe it's not a betrayal. <laughs> Regardless, I think we should pass the word along. Yeah, we us. should. Do we know what kind of creature Uza was as a? Arcanist? No, I don't know that you know what any of the the three Arcanist creature things down there were. I mean, when you way back when, when you were reading Firin's journals, uh, I think she mentioned that there were a lot of you know that it was quite a quite a diverse uh, building full of you know humans and 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 elves and orcs and gnomes and all kinds of things. But I don't know that you all ever have confirmed what any of those three individuals were originally. No. So it's it's less likely that Uza just has a prejudice against orcs then. Yeah, I'd be. Uh, yeah. Mm, maybe. Uh-huh. Well, but we'll she didn't see. say that the other orcs couldn't come down. She just said just, just Brita. Brita. Yeah, and there are lots of orcs among the guardians. So I don't know. But I feel like yeah. we warn hawks and we worry about this at a later date. <laughs> yeah, right? that's I don't true. Know what exactly. We can do. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, so uh, back to the Arcanium, uh, mm-hmm. which will be at least half a day of travel uh, because you've already transported via plants once today, Kit. Uh, the next morning, once that is available to you again, do you want to use it or you all just want to go ahead and 
hoof it back to the Arcanium. It's probably... I would... Oh, shit. I should, I'm, I should not talk out of my booty, because someone will go and remember how long it took you all last time. So hold on a second. Well, I mean, unless we want to detour to the well. <laughs> oh, don't tempt the me well, now. The well, the well. Don't tempt me. <laughs> yeah, okay. So looking back at our old calendar, it, it's about three days walking between Sylphson and the temple. So probably you all, I mean, based on our earlier conversations. We should use a spell, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, so maybe that kind of also narrows down our timeline a little bit if we if it's going to take us a day to get to the guardians and then it's going to take another day before i can cast the spell again then i think really what we're doing is we're uh communicating our plans to hawks and then the next day we're leaving to go to the eastern island yeah i agree i'm on board yeah okay yeah i'm anxious i just want to get there and like be in the bush somewhere waiting (laughs) oh wait did we want to touch base with varn or are we going to tell hawks to talk to varn I think, let I think her... the, the latter. Yeah, great, did we, perfect. Did we leave Dranks at the Arcanium? Yeah, I mean, Dranks, has been, Dranks goes back and forth between the yeah. Arcanium and the tunnels fairly regularly because he trains with Guardians and then he goes back home and trains some of his own force based on what he learns and all that kind of stuff. So Yeah, so we can probably give that job to Dranks and let uh, Hawks deal with all the research and dealing with sure. Rita and all that stuff. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. Mini council uh, meeting. So you all make it far enough uh, from Silfson for, you know, comfort uh, for uh, as, as you're traveling the rest of this day. You make camp, uh, you know, the sounds of, of exploding toads. And that was on this island, right? Yeah, I think so. Yes. Exploding toads. Expl- that sounds about sounds right. Familiar. Weird spider things. I think that was on the way back from Silfson, in fact, last time. So, yeah, Weird you hear a few. alien apes? Oh, was that yeah. a thing? The swamp. That was the four-armed apes, yeah. That. That was a plot line that I abandoned uh, six seasons ago. Um, <laughs> you mean they're not going to come Space? back right now? <laughs> I didn't say that. Uh, <laughs> and then the next morning, uh, you know, you're you're refreshed, arcanologically speaking. What? And you can transport via plants to the Arcanium, where you where you meet with Hawks. And I just to make sure one more time. So you're asking Hawks to send a similar party to go parlay in a similar way with the orcs. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. Okay. Yes. Then also to send either through drinks or whatever to get a message back to Varn that you are hoping for Varn to both uh, create some, you know, create weapons of war, we'll say. It could be siege weapons, could be, you know, sort of whatever, but larger scale weapons. And also to interface with Hawks in terms of constructing an alert system for the island? Yeah, some sort of signal system. But if we need to have larger conversations... right? Something like that, yeah. Uh It can't be of the elements. It can't be fire or water or anything like that. It has to be either auditory or... Uh, I don't know magic, uh, but even magic. I don't even want to. I don't want to touch magic either because okay. full moon and all of that kind of stuff too. Okay, I, you know, at some point during this conversation, Hawks asks like, "When do you think you'll be back?" Because like, we'll probably, you know, if it's not going to be more than like several days, we'll have some sketches and some ideas, and we can, you know, we're not going to create this island-wide communication system in three days anyway, so we'll work on it. It, Well, and I don't think we expect to be gone longer than, I don't know, a week, right? Sure. 
if, if travel because travel via plants and then we really only expect to spend yeah we know we know our timeline okay. we'll be fine yeah our hope we're thinking a week but there's a chance that it might be a little longer than that yeah I mean uh, Hux is like yeah of course that's fine it's, you know, it was, I wanted to make sure it wasn't going to be months before we saw you again but nope you know Hawks, um, before we leave we actually wanted to talk to you about um, an odd comment that Uza uh, made to us um, I, something tells me that doesn't particularly narrow it down, but yes, go on. <laughs> well, yeah, she does say a lot of odd things. They? She? Uza. She. She. Um, says a lot of odd things, but this one was about Brita. Hawks' uh, eyes get real big real fast. What about Brita? Well, that's kind of what we want to know. She said that she wouldn't interface with her at all. She refused. Did she say why? No. That's what's so well. That's why we found it odd. And I think she even said she didn't know why. Am I remembering correctly? I think that's correct. Yeah, it's rather ominous. I, um, I mean, she's certainly not given us anyone any reason not to trust her or think her capable. Fascinating. Um, yes, I mean, I'll keep it under advisement. Who are we to question uh, living divination magic? I suppose, but it does give one pause. Right, and uh, you know, not to. Uh, we don't want, or at least I don't want anyone to like spy on her or anything like that. But I think just keep an eye out and maybe check in with Brita as, I mean, you work very closely with her. Just kind of keep an eye out. Yes. Yes, of course. Um, if any answers should come to me, I'll be, be sure to relay them as soon as I can. And uh, for the time being, uh, we'll make sure that Brita stays away from the third floor of the Arconium. She won't like it, but... Yeah, maybe... Is there something else we can give her? Some, like, other task we can give her? (laughs) Can we give her the task of creating a Morse code? Yeah, can she be in charge of the the signal system, or maybe? I don't know, something like that? That'll keep her nice and busy. I could certainly ask her to... uh, I... I, Can I... Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I I, I feel uh, sort of two ways about this. Um, On the one hand, you know, not knowing anything does make me nervous, and, and, uh, you know... That part of me agrees with this plan, and another part of me, who has been working with Brita for weeks now, and feel like I know her quite well, you know, it doesn't seem... Well, I mean, she's she's a grown woman, and it feels a bit funny to sort of be going around behind her back trying to give her tasks to keep her away from a place. She's bound to notice, eventually, I would think, considering our work in the Arcanium. I, I mean... You all have a, a better sense for these things than I do. I, I mean, I trust her, but I, I don't... What do you think? I... I do you well, think we should talk to her directly? What do you um, What do you think, Kit? I was just going to say, I think that for the time being, in this you know week that we're going to be gone, Uza's particular concern was about the signal system. Mm. Like she didn't want Brita to be on guard for the signal system. Ah. So I think, you know, if we avoid giving her that task, even if you know you make it seem like it's a lowly task, and she, you know, you guys have more important things to be doing, and then we can reassess when we come back. I don't. To your point, I think that, you know, she hasn't given any reason to prove herself untrustworthy at this point. So I think we can, you know, you can keep an eye on her, keep her off guard duty in that sense of the word, and then we can reevaluate when we get back. But that that's just my gut impulse. I'm wondering if Brita just has a t- 
trouble staying awake on duty. <laughs> <laughs> maybe she has a little like flask or something. I don't know. Uzi's rat. Uzi doesn't want to rat her out necessarily, but she's like right. she slacks off sometimes. She's gonna fall asleep, <laughs> and something's gonna happen, and people are gonna die, and it's not gonna be on me. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's not necessarily treachery. Right. right. It could just exactly. be something innocuous, but it's you know. Let's. I love that. Let's be. It was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hux just says, "All right, all right, understood." Um, particularly, uh, you know, like you said, you'll be back within a week. It's easy enough to, to. We've got so much else to do anyway. Now that, now that we have sort of our marching orders, as it was from from you three. So, um, yes, I, I, I think I can manage all of that. Was there anything else? Uh, so, uh, the system, the signal system, and Varn with the weapons and the orcs. Um. I think the only other, and apologies, I don't, since you didn't say this, I don't think it actually came up in this conversation. Oh, it um, didn't, and I, I should do that, because you did say it earlier. The thing about her doing more research. Yes, yeah. Asking her, I would ask Cox if she wouldn't mind perhaps her and Brita working together to research military strategy, and if they were so inclined as to try to interpret the prophecy that Flick was given as well, specifically in terms of what it might mean for our battle strategy. Ah, yes, yes, of course. Um, something tells me, actually, that Brita will be thrilled and engrossed uh, studying a bit of, of military uh, tactical history uh, to assist you all, and and I'll certainly work on the prophecy. But yes, I, I think that's that's plenty to be going on with, and all, all makes quite a bit of sense. Um, where are you all headed next? The Eastern Island. Such a long way, but I, I suppose you'll be... <laughs> gallivanting about the world quite frequently now, so I must must get used to that. Um, well, are you going tonight? Uh, can we... Today? It's still morning? You just got here? It's very early. I don't know why I said tonight. <laughs> we'll, go, we'll go in the morning. I, I need to rest before I can travel us <laughs> there. Ah, yes, you need to recharge arcanologically, of course. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Such a common that's term you have over here. <laughs> All right, yeah. I mean, that's a that's the skeleton of a plan for the Western Island. Uh, is there anything we should know about how you all spend the rest of of this day? Celebration and eating. Oh gosh, <laughs> celebration! A feast. We survived sylphs in a second time. <laughs> a we second must feast, time. and we did it without murdering anybody. So I think that calls for a celebration. We did it without murdering anyone, but we somehow ruined relations. Even more, so... You know, yeah, who, somehow Silson is ultimately going to be more isolationist right. than they were. Yeah. Listen, I believe in Umber Frail's ability to to bring them back into the fold. Yeah, after I we do too, the world. Um, Yeah, Umber Frail can, but we just gotta make sure that Bab doesn't ruin everything. Bab! Bab! Bab. Oh my god, I forgot about Bab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In all seriousness, though, I think yeah. we actually need to spend the day planning for what we're going to do on the Easter. Yeah, Island. we got to talk. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. So you all can absolutely uh, spend some time doing that. Hey, everybody! Your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, here with a few mid-show announcements. Hey, first of all, thank you for your patience. I had a really, really wild week last week. Um, I'm okay; everything is fine. But every time I tried to block off space to edit this episode, it got consumed by other things. Uh, so, anyway, I really appreciate your patience. Uh, and and you know, at long last, here it is. Anyway, second of all, 
if you're enjoying the episode so far. It would be encouraging if you could pop on over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get our podcasts from and leave us a rating and a review. We're going to read those five-star reviews on the air as soon as we are aware of them. Uh, so so be sure and leave them and, and listen to your very, very kind words on air. We've got some, we've got a couple coming up uh, that I'm really excited for you to hear and we're so grateful to have, to have had brought to our attention. That's right, you guessed it. Next up, we want to remind you about our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com slash dnd last refuge to get all them cool Patreon perks that we've told you about so many times before, like early access to certain episodes, character sheets for the PCs, and much more. And if that isn't enough, well, do remember that you're supporting all kinds of creators across the Patreon sphere via our Patreon at Forward program. You can get more information about how that all works and who we're supporting by checking out our Patreon page. For right now, though, I do want to take a moment and thank some of our awesome patrons for their incredible support. Thank you, of course, to our Heralds of Denier, Shimmy Gangot, Tanya, and Ark, and to our Shimmer Scale tribe leaders, Eugenio, Eliyahu of Merc Grove, Lisa Diane Mercado Etheridge, and Harmony Bat. If you want to get shoutouts on the show and much more, hop on over to patreon.com slash dnd last refuge and become a patron today. Enjoy D&D video games, but don't have dozens of hours to dump into another giant RPG? Well, have we got the game for you. Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms is a set-it-and-forget-it idle game featuring tons of your favorite characters from Forgotten Realms lore and from contemporary popular D&D stream shows. You can get more information on the game at CodenameEntertainment.com or on Twitter at at IdleChampions. And when you start playing, use the Electrum Chest codes found every week in our episode notes to get gems, gear, and other power-ups all for free. Enhance your characters and defend Faerun with TLR and Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. We want to thank BattleBards, Scott Buckley, and Kevin McLeod for the music you hear on our show. You can find their collections at BattleBards.com, ScottBuckley.com.au, and in CompTech.FilmMusic.io, respectively. As always, you can, of course, also check the episode notes if you want specific track names, artist names, and links to those tracks. If you ever get adventures, character options, new monsters, or really anything at all from the DMs Guild or from any of the drive through family of websites, be sure to use our affiliate links that you can find on our website or in our episode notes when you shop at those sites so that TLR gets a portion of your purchase. It's like Amazon Smile, but make it D&D. We also want to thank D&D Beyond for their support of our podcast and for being generally amazing in every way possible. If you aren't already a D&D Beyond fan and user, go check out their services at dndbeyond.com. You won't regret it. Fancy a little more last refuge in your life? Dream of waking up to a cup of glorp and a relaxing puzzle sesh with Flick? Or maybe you just want to rep your favorite podcast during your morning run with a TLR t-shirt and water bottle? Well, your dreams can be a reality if you go to bit.ly slash TLR merch store, all lowercase, right now. Our merch store is fully stocked with all sorts of TLR goodness, and we're always on the lookout for ideas for new products. Visit the store, pick something out, and be sure to take lots of pictures and tag us on social media media. Quick personal plug before we wrap this mid-tro. For those of you who are watching my stream show, A Familiar Quest, uh, from a little over a month ago now, uh, wanted to let you know that we will be returning to finish out our campaign. Episodes are going to start up again this coming Monday, March 28th, same time and place as before, so 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, on twitch.tv slash E games. Uh, we've been pre-recording the episodes this whole time, so I kind of know what's going to happen, and y'all, it gets real weird and real exciting. So, uh, yeah, start checking us out again on this coming Monday night.
Okay, that's all the announcements we got this week. Thank you so much for listening. As always, stay safe, stay healthy, fight racism where, when, and however you can. And happy gaming, y'all. All right, so yeah, you all have, I mean, the better part of an entire day, because uh, if you if you transported via plants, you know, sort of first thing in the morning, you've got all day to, to talk about plans for the West. Uh, we know, right, that you all, well, the, the big time crunch reason is, of course, that you want to get there in advance of the sister and, and hopefully get the Earth key from her. Um, but then, of course, there is Fiona and the Lich and the underground community, both the Enclave and also just the... the regular people of the world below um, and I, I don't know how much of those other things you all are planning on addressing this trip well I the first thing that comes to my mind is um, oddly enough the underground community below and the proof that they were looking for do we have that friends do we have the proof that we need for them yet that was why we weren't going to go to the eastern island because the Oglorp was going to give us proof. I think right now we have like some pamphlets from the Southern Island. Yeah, that's <laughs> about it. Yeah, that's what we grabbed when we were yeah. first there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think we have anything more tangible than that. Can you believe we actually thought this is sufficient? <laughs> <laughs> Here's a pamphlet. Hey, listen, there's a lot of organizations that suck people in with a pamphlet. So. That's right. That's right. Oops, I'm in a call. I do live in Southern California, after all. Uh, well. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> uh, so it sounds like that's a no. But I think we can take care of probably Fiona and the sister. I, it sounds like the sister's the big priority here. Yeah. That's why we want to go that, over so that's quickly. That's my priority. Yeah, um, yeah. I do think it is worth it when we get there to try, and we can potentially wait like another day or two to get another scrying to see approximately where she's landing. Because I would love to just fucking get her as soon as possible. Yeah, I was actually thinking I might ca- try to cast another scrying today. Okay. That way mm-hmm. I know, I mean, I don't know that we visited enough of the Eastern Island that I'm going to have a ton of options of where to land, but at least... Mm-hmm. At least once we get there, we we know which directions we direction we need to go. Right, exactly. So that that's my biggest concern. And then after that, I'm just like, I just want to get her when she doesn't have the armor on because that armor is going to kick our ass. For what it is worth, um, you all didn't spend a ton of time above ground except going to that central city and then leaving it. Um, but when you all were on approach, because you did sail there in an above water on the water boat. You all have really just done it all um, <laughs> in terms of transportation. And we also uh, plants, left boats, in the air. Submarines, trees. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say is going in, you really only spotted the one sort of beach landing area on that mm-hmm. side of the island. And flying out, it looked like a lot of the coastline, the rest of the coastline of the island was, was pretty rocky and cliffy, similar to the western island. Mm-hmm. So if there are multiple landing sites, assuming she doesn't just climb up a cliff face, which I guess we shouldn't assume, uh, there would maybe only be one other like viable landing beach mm-hmm. for the boat. Okay. Um, you know that without scrying. Not to say you shouldn't scry, but you would at least know that. Mm-hmm. Do we think that there's a chance that Fiona slash Necroman would help us against the sister? Do we want to ask I, I them? I was actually, I was thinking about that. I feel like since Fiona is so like, there's good in them, believe in your siblings, Blake. I feel like I feel like Fiona might come around to helping us, like try to convince her, but 
As long as we promise not to just kill her. (laughs) (laughs) Do you promise that, Bizdira? I I will promise if it helps the group. (laughs) I mean, if it makes you feel better, Bizdira, I did promise and I killed my sister, so... That, that's, that's fair. That's true. You <laughs> to did be do fair, that. we knew that she was the one that was definitely not going to be able to be turned. Yeah, she was and far we gone. Did not kill Mirko, even though he's not in a great place. But. Well, <laughs> he can always be like free. He, yeah, he totally he can. can be. That's true. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Okay. So, so what? <laughs> so <laughs> I think. That, I mean, for I, in that regard, I think Fiona and Necroman are our first stop. That's kind of why we wanted to get there so soon because we wanted to beat the sister just in case we needed to go talk to them first or even travel over to where we thought she was going to land. Can I try to scry now to give us an update on where she's at and if, and then maybe we can hammer out the deets. The, yeah, absolutely. The other thing is, too, is that because we've been to the city, you can probably drop us straight into the city and then we can work our way back. If we have I mean, there definitely weren't any trees in there, but uh, the, uh, the outskirts, to. absolutely, yeah. yeah, for sure, um, for sure. Side note, Flick, do you have your uh, do you have your precog for the day? Oh, I absolutely do. Is it? <laughs> it's um, bad. Okay, great. So we could always make her fail. Is that how? That, does that not work I, that you have way? To see no, her, it, but do you have to see uh, her? Is my only question. Do let me let me find it. Creature within sixty feet. That's the that's the limitation there. And what about your tug the tapestry? Tug is by a creature that you can see. Yep. Yeah. Right. I had to see them. Alas. Thank God, because that would have been very OP. <laughs> well. <laughs> okay. Um, I will roll the wisdom save. And I do need, uh, because some of what you might see is a little bit left up to chance. So, Kit, I need you to roll percentile for me uh, while I roll the wisdom save. Okay. And I'm using, I guess... The same, <laughs> the same picture from last time. The picture that oh, the yes. picture that Vizira drew. That's right. That's right. That's right. What's your spell save DC? Uh, sixteen. Oh yeah, no, not even close. It was an eleven. Um, okay. So good news there. I rolled a thirty-nine on my percentile. I don't know. I don't know if that's good in this case or not. Yeah, I don't either. Let me check. So, Kit, you uh, you know get your staff out, and it begins to sprout the leaves and form a picture on the ground. And it's wild because you know you sort of keep an eye on the, your staff as you're casting, and some big wind or something like it, the, the leaves are really sort of going for it and as the image sort of begins to take shape it looks like she's in some sort of storm you can see that she is in the boat and things are not going great for her lots of wind what you can it looks like she is bailing her little boat as uh as water you know waves are sort of coming up over the side uh yeah that's what you're seeing here uh-oh Hopefully she doesn't capsize, because then we have to go to the bottom of the ocean. (laughs) But you know who can do that for us? Bria and Sniv. All right. Can we get in touch with Bria and Sniv? If she capsizes, they can go underwater and explore the wreckage. I guess I can also turn into an animal that can go underwater, so I don't know why I'm so upset about the idea. Great, this was just an update for us that, oh, look, the elements, they're getting worse. <laughs> well, that, that, and, but also, uh, you know, also, unfortunately, that, <laughs> that you, it's hard, there's not a ton of visibility, so it's hard to see exactly, okay. like, much of her surroundings right now. 
here's I, I have one thought process on Eastern Island stuff because so Octavia is still checking in every day, right? And it's just kind of like, oh yeah, all good. Um, yeah, I assume that you all sort of gave Octavia a download of your general plans mm-hmm. for the Western Island, and then we're just sort of like, you know, we'll let you know when we're headed your way, right? And it matters. So, so. I think we definitely let her know, like, hey, this is our plan. We're gonna come here. Any help we can have to ambush sister would be helpful. Oh, interesting. Now you had already reached out to her, right? Because you had asked her about something? Question mark. Does anyone I- remember this? <laughs> I think we just warned her. Okay. We asked her to warn Fiona. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. So maybe yes, Fiona's yes, yes. already going somewhere. Okay, great. So that is that is what Octavia says then. Octavia, you know, tells you, sure, you know, she things are kind of busy on their end. They're trying to, as best they can, prepare in, you know, whatever ways they've devised uh, until you all arrive and give them more instructions. But uh, she'll send who she can spare, but she does let you know that... Uh, that Flick's other sister has been informed and, you know, said she would be awaiting your arrival was really all she said. It's weird to think of Fiona being referred to as Flick's other sister Mm -hmm. when she's actually our Our sister, sister, but she's been the sister to the tiefling, so it's it's very interesting. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even, I mean, in my head I pictured an Azimar, but still said Flick's sister because of that. That's wild. (laughs) That's so funny. Anyways. Anyways. Yeah, good point. Um, Okay, sorry. One more thing about the scrying. I think you said last time that I can get like a 360 view. Oh, yeah. It's like you are there. So you can look around. You can, uh, yeah, you can look around and see in all directions. So if I, if I look around towards, um, I would assume her, her uh, viewpoint of the island, can I, can I make out any details of what she might be looking at on the Eastern Island? I, uh, go ahead and make a perception check. Uh, it'll have disadvantage because of the weather conditions. Um, I will take your perception, your passive if we need to, but it'll be at a minus five. All right, let's do my passive at a minus five. Okay, okay great. <laughs> so Which is 14. a 14. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, she's still far, she's still a couple of days out. Um, which you can confirm. So you all are not in immediate, you know, like you don't have to get there tomorrow in order to get her tomorrow night, right? You don't, you don't see any indication of the island and it doesn't feel like that's just because of the storm, but in fact, because she is still a ways out, Um, which makes sense. You all had a timeline on her and you all remember that storms slowed you down a fair bit too. So that's, you know, that's not surprising. As far as you can tell though, she is still sort of heading you know, you catch sight of a few different things that seem to indicate that she's still just heading straight for the western side of the eastern island, which is where you all landed. Like, she hasn't turned as far, you know, you can sort of see where the sun is coming from through the clouds, and it seems like she hasn't, like, veered north or south to circumnavigate the island at all. She is still just heading due east for the western side of it. Okay, great. I think that I think that that has confirmed all that we needed to know for right now. Okay, all right. Octavia has been put on alert. Uh, Fiona is apparently also ready and waiting for you all. Um, Hawks has been informed of all the plans. Anything else tonight? Today? Still morning. It's not. But <laughs> our feast. Do we? I, I've, At but, the well, feast. Of we course. have some sort of dinner, <laughs> and I guess that's it. Okay. Please don't make me play out this feast. <laughs> what are we having? What are we having? Oh. Are we having some, uh, what What was the jerky that uh, RX used to make? 
Oh, the lizard bird jerky. The lizard bird Aww. jerky. No, Can no, no, sorry. Like a- lizard bird eggs. No, no, no. It was lizard bird eggs. What was the jerky made out of? I don't remember. Something else, I think. Mm. Some sort of rodent. But can we can we roast a whole lizard bird? Oh. They're like, and they're have, like so- the size of a sparrow. So we'll roast a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like having like a... Cornish like a, hens or like something. A, yeah, Cornish hens. Like where you <laughs> okay. each get your own little bird. And or lizard bird, and then that we is can quite have the like feast. my goodness, right? And then we can have like all sorts of like I'm sure there are plenty of root vegetables on this island that we can dig up and like rinse off. And, One for uh, each guardian at the table. By the way, what right. are the names of all See? of the guardians at the table? <laughs> <laughs> Flick explodes. Yeah. Um, this this individual bird, they're like they're definitely smaller than Cornish hens, so I'm imagining the sort of horrifying French dish ortolan. Oh. Have you do you all know this dish? No. I surprisingly okay. don't. Like uh a little bit of like animal horror content warning here, oh, listeners, God. just so you know. Um they're basically like um deep fried they're not fried. They are uh whole Birds, like tiny little sparrow-sized birds, that you eat whole. Oh, um, goodness! And the way that I've heard it, traditionally, uh, they are you are blindfolded when you eat them, so that you don't have to see the little birdie that you're putting in your mouth. And their little hollow bones and like their beak, I think, are all still attached. And apparently, they are sort of like soaked or possibly drowned in some sort of alcohol before they're prepared. So their sharp bits cut the inside of your mouth. Which allows like the flavors and the alcohol to further affect you. You're, it's a weird fucking thing that is, I believe, now outlawed. You're distra- uh, I was about to say like it sounds like it sounds inhumane, but also uh, you have a druid in the room. Please let's let's watch our language. <laughs> thinking as this feast was being described before this horrifying <laughs> bird dish and description was like Kit is not going to be on board with Bizdero running around and like just like killing a killing bunch these of lizard, tiny lizard birds. birds. Like, Listen, no. they're, they're a pest for the island. Like it's not, it's actually, it's good. It helps keep the population down. Unfortunately, you know, it, it's, it's, they're out of season now though. That's, that's really the unfortunate that, part. Don't, don't do that. That just I'm sorry. It's, but they you know, are. it's like deer on Shelter Island off the coast of Long Island. Like they, they have to kill the deer because otherwise, it, the, it'll be if, overrun. Like it's that kind of thing. You if know? Hawk says that they're an invasive species, and so this is actually helping the island, then Kit might get on board. But it has to. Like we need to be very clear that like that like unless there's a good reason for it, Kit is not on board with this. DM. <laughs> Final six. This is absurd. I can't believe it. This really, tangent. this is a weird conversation. I love everything about it. They are not an invasive species, but they are definitely not an endangered species in any way. So we'll only make as many as uh, as people want. So you can refrain, Great. Flick. You can refrain if you want as well. I think Flick will refrain. <laughs> Bizdira needs her protein. <laughs> And I'm sure some of Dranks' lads need their protein as well. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. they have no qualms. Oh yeah. So we'll, we'll only get enough for for those who are going to partake. You know, this is sure. this is going sure. to be very, like... I'm so sorry. ...using all of the things from the animal and not wasting anything. That's what we'll do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry. Uh, and yes, that. And have... So have... don't Google Ortolan if you don't want to see it. Yeah. Oh. Um, Please don't. 
We also didn't talk anymore about Rithmala. You sure didn't. <laughs> Although, for what it's worth, I uh, assumed that you wanted to check in with the Oglort before you made any next decisions about that. I definitely think there's a conversation that needs to be had about the Alglor potentially taking over some of Rithmala's power. Oh, but wait, I just had another idea for the warning system. Sorry, we had this whole like great sound idea that I loved, but what if we bring little Alglor people to be like sounding boards? We have one person at the Guardians who can like let people know, like who can know from Uza, and then one like Glorp person at all the rest of the places, and they're all mind connected. Yeah. Oh, wait, that's great. We would just need to have a steady (laughs) supply of Glorp. Yes. And we, I, I, wish- I mean, we can get a couple barrels to start, and then, like, as we progress, we can go and shuffle more back. Yeah. Um, that could be an interesting, interesting. interesting That's I, great. I, <laughs> I wish, I wish I got a screenshot of DM Jazzy Hands's face when you mentioned this <laughs> idea because he loves it. This, I do love it. This season has been so thrilling to me because we're at a point in the campaign where, like, I have presented this world to you all, and now you all are like kit bashing it. In well, that's funny that I use that term. Um, you all are it's just not like, just kit bashing; using... it's also flick and also bizdira bashing. Okay. <laughs> And when she's not on maternity leave, and also Bria, Bria bashing. Also Bria bashing, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but you all are, like, taking the pieces and using things that I had never put two and two together. I mean, using Uza as an early warning system was genuinely not something I had come up with. I presented to you all the Arcanists and said, oh, Brita and Hawks have been talking to them, and you all have come up with all these really dope ideas. I'm so excited. I love this season. This is where collaboration is helpful because you get all sorts of different ideas instead of just being like, no, this is my idea and this is the best one because this is my book. I I have done that since season one. We would have been done after two seasons if I'd done that. Exactly. No, you were gonna consecrate the fucking yeah, we, temple. Yeah, exa- we're, we're consecrating the well. Is what we're doing. <laughs> or the well, yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Oh. My oh goodness. goodness. All, All right. right. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's a cool plan. Did okay. No so in that case. That? We all yeah. just, like, you and I both said goodness, and then three of us just said, well, all, all right. right. <laughs> <laughs> so does that mean, I just want to make sure that I'm I'm uh, keeping up. So does that mean that you want to let Hawks know, oh, actually, we've had a different idea. Maybe don't, like, have Brie to do something else. Don't have her waste her time doing the, the conch system. I think it was Varn who was going to do the oh, conch system. Oh, it was Varn. That's right. It was Varn. Yeah, Brie That's right. Doing She's doing mili- military, military strategy. That's right. But so th- do you want to let Varn know to just focus on the weapons? I think so. Okay. Before, yeah. Like this is a- Let's confirm with all Glorp. Yeah, yeah. sure. Eastern Island. Eastern I mean, but it would also island. be nice to have a good backup just in case we run out of stuff. I don't know. Uh, you can't get Hawks run, is, run uh, out of no, uh, Of course, there's all sorts of yeah. things that could go wrong. So what I'll do is I'll just put that on the back burner for us. Yeah, that's fine. We'll start mm-hmm. up on the weapons, and then as we have more bandwidth, which is a word that I have yeah. no idea why I know, um, <laughs> we'll. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, a uh, we'll get to that project as a yeah right. We'll get to that project as a backup. Yeah. Cool. If, uh, all right. Yeah, just uh, as many plans as we can have. I think is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I course, agree. All right. So you all have this lovely feast that I don't ever want to talk about again. The next morning, you are archaeologically recharged once again, Kit. You can uh, open up a tree here near the Arcanium, and it will lead you to a tree where exactly on the Eastern Island, or where approximately? Uh, that's what we didn't decide. Are we going to Fiona and the Lich, or are we going straight to the to the beach? Probably Fiona and the Lich, just because that's we need to talk process. to them, and then we can yeah. travel 
to the beach. It's not actually that long, I think, right? If we remember correctly, maybe a day-ish. Well, we also, we also with the scrying, we confirmed that we've got a couple of days, so yeah. we can always wait till the next morning, and I can always that's true uh, transport us to the beach. And that's hey, true. maybe the lich has some of those weird uh, creatures that those tongue guys were riding. Oh, on. absolutely not. Oh. <laughs> oh, I remember them. No more of those, please. They smell bad, but you know. Or the tar monsters. Oh my! Or the tar zombies, or whatever they were. Oh. Oh God! There were so many creepy things. Yeah, this is. This is a good island. Honestly, I loved it though. I loved the yeah. undead <laughs> city. It's I'm sitting here like you, but also yeah. Great. Okay. So it's about two days between from the beach to the city to the center of that city where last Fiona was yeah. found with Necroman. Um. So so where would you like to end up? The center where I, I, we last saw Fiona yes. and Necroman. All right, so Kit, you uh, you cast the spell. The tree trunk obligingly opens up into a portal, and you all are able to step through. And as you do, you are hit with a rather strong smell is the first sort of thing you notice as you are passing through the portal. Uh, and upon arrival on the eastern island, you are overwhelmed with the stench of rot and death. Oh. And that is where we are going to leave it for this week. Time to we bandana left it in up such again. a good place. Yeah. You never trust a lich, all right? <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week to find out what smells so bad. You can reach out to the TLR team by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on Twitter and Instagram at D-N-D, Last Refuge. That's at D, the letter N, D, Last Refuge. And if you've got more to say to us, well, then you can also email us at dndlastrefuge at gmail.com. If you want to know more about us as players, access our Patreon, see some awesome fan art, and get links to other streams and podcasts where you can see us playing even more D&D, you can go to our website, www.dndlastrefuge.com. As always, I want to thank Robert Hupf, my story consultant for this campaign, and of course, all of you for listening. I am your friendly neighborhood dungeon master. DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have Vizdira, Kit, and Flake. Happy gaming, y'all. It was a, it was a big, it was a big thing <laughs> for but... someone I don't actually know. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> they, it's like they're they're friends with us. It's fine. It's right. Fine. That's called parasocial relationships. <laughs> and they're say. unhealthy. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, let's not dig too deeply into that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>